0: K-took. Underestimated and still I made it in the book of hard knocks. I'm highly educated. Nobody chose me, looked over, but still dedicated. Played in the league for 13. I ain't gotta be favorite. Two Super Honolulu, I stood with the greatest. The thing is, this, i never rich, I'm good with my neighbors. DB Precision, television, they ain't asked for no favors. Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures, just look in the papers. No backing down or turning back, part two of the movie. Never the biggest, but it takes more than two just to move me. Ain't gotta like what I'm saying, just respect it, it's honest. Run through opponents, watch the film, it's effective, I promise. Sit back and grab your popcorn, watch me go to work, and tackle all of these topics right here on Face First.
1: Uh. What's up, y'all? This is an exciting day for me. One, your best friend brings you on. He makes a special song for you, and nobody else has that song because it's my song. And since it's my song, you can't have the song because it's my song. And secondly, my brother is joining me today. His name is Chaz. Chaz Clark, say hello. Hello. Right. Hey, it's having me. And so the reason my brother is on this week is because I was watching the Philly game and Eli Manning got to play, right? We were all excited. It's like Louisiana, Newman's Greatest, The Manning family, this is NFL royalty, so people say, yay, they play quarterbacks. Nobody cares, right? It's the same reason Bo Nix is the freshman of the year and Derek Stingley is not because he plays quarterback, and that's what happens, but the cool part about it was Peyton was there, the family was there, they were in the suite, they got to avoid the rain because they're rich, obviously, and you know they can't just sit amongst the people, clearly, because people in Philly they're mean. like They're mean folks. That's why they they used to have a jail in the actual stadium because people in Philly aren't nice people. But I was like, man, I only know one person who actually knows more about sports or who cares more about sports than me. And it's my brother. And so um, your Twitter, right, is what? C. Clark, 25. Obviously 25 because I was number 25. And he's my brother and that's what happens. But then you think about it. So there's the Watts and then you have the Edmonds brothers. They play for Buffalo and Pittsburgh. You have the McCordy twins who actually play on the same team, which I think is super cool. You know, I would love something like that. And then the Matthews family, who I actually think is the NFL's royal family. I mean, they have a ton of players. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to bring on Chaz. Now, I will tell people that you have been right one time in your life that I was not. There's not a lot of times you were right, but there was one time I'll take that, okay? And it's when Odell Beckham, Jr. was drafted, and he was drafted, what 12th, 12th. by the New York Giants, and Sammy Watkins went fourth Four. to the Buffalo Bills, right? And I called you yep. No, you called me, yeah. And you said, you were like, RC. Odell Beckham Jr. will be better than Sammy Watkins. That's what you told me. And I told you you were a liar, and I didn't think you were very bright at the time. Because you said that. Because Sammy Watkins was the baller. Yeah. And two, you're a bigger LSU fan than I am. Definitely a homer. Right. You're a homer. <laughs> and so I expected that. I was like, I expect that from you. So seeing how Odell Beckham Jr.'s career has gone, did you expect that?
2: I didn't expect him to be like a superstar out of the gate. But I just felt like he had something in college at LSU that probably wasn't shown I think once he made it to the NFL that he would be a better NFL player what
1: was there to show he returned kicks he returned kicks we threw him the ball all the time Jarvis was on the other side you couldn't double him we had Zach Mettenberger what was because I'm listen I want to know so I can start scouting college (laughs) why I want to go to the draft (laughs) this year and feel about a receiver the way you felt about Odell Beckham Jr. when nobody else believes it yeah I mean Ultimately, I just think
2: it came down to his route running. It was the small things that he did that I didn't think Sammy Watkins did in college. Sammy Watkins just was, he was really so impressive he, but athletically. But you thought he'd
1: be better than Jarvis, too, and I thought Jarvis was better.
2: Well, I always did say he was a better receiver than Jarvis would be, but I thought Jarvis would, was an awesome football player. I felt like if you put Jarvis at safety, he'd go play and probably still be good. Yeah, I you agree with that. He played I, kickoff I, I, in college All right, and punt team and... I felt like Odell Beckham was a receiver.
1: Okay. And okay. Came a good one. I respect that. So now we look at where Odell is in Cleveland. Uh, he think he leads the leads in drop leagues and uh, league and drops. Yes. He is averaging less than seventy yards a game. Yes. Uh, he has two touchdowns. Two. Is that because we've seen Odell be a star with Eli Manning, who we watched throw go four for eleven in the second half this week. We saw him not even get over 30 yards in the second half against Philly, who Ryan magic took Deontay, um, Devontae Parker, Parker out there. Like, Devontae Parker should be on child support right now for the way he sunned the secondary of the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, if, if, if those mothers were watching those games, which I'm sure mothers do, and they didn't get their 18 years back child support, then they're wrong because he was their dad. All day. And then Eli Manning comes into the game, and he doesn't play well with his brother up there. I would be so mad at you. You made me come to your game, and you play like that. Wouldn't call you to come. You probably wouldn't. Especially okay. if I hadn't so, been started. So does, do you think Odell Beckham Jr. gets to stay in Cleveland, should stay in Cleveland, and has this, to you, affected who he is as a receiver, and will it affect his legacy?
2: It's definitely going to affect his legacy because, for one, I watched DeAndre Hopkins catch the ball from anybody. Okay. So that's one thing. Then two, I just think the whole dynamic of it with Jarvis now there too, it's kind of back to the point you made. Jarvis is showing that we got the, we got the same quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm making these plays regardless of we're winning, losing. I'm right. making the same plays that you were bought here to make. Mm-hmm. And I just think the dynamic with Freddie Kitchens and Baker, I wouldn't say force him the ball, but I just think if you're going to have a receiver like that, it's kind of what you have to he leads, do. He leaves the
1: leads, leads, and leads in, in targets, though. Right. And but, drops.
2: But I just think those targets, like, I saw one game, he had, like, six targets in, like, the first seven minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the rest of the game, he had maybe one, two. So I think, like, when they're throwing it to him, they're forcing it, and not, it's not coming in the floor of the offense. I think he'd probably actually be better in New York right now.
1: Oh, okay. I have another question <laughs> that you we need to talk to about the people, right? So there was this game I loved to play with you when you were growing up, right? This is why you know so much about football. I'm going to tell the people how you learned to play football. So we would set pillows in the living room all over because as your brother, I did not want to hurt you because I was the big brother because I'm eight years older and I care. And a good big brother really cares about his little brother. And I'm about to tell people why you're tough in life, okay? And so I would tell you, okay, you stand by the wall and you had to get out of the living room because we had like a little opening to the right. kitchen. And I set the pillows out, why? Because I'm a good big brother. And then I would tell you to run as fast as you can and not make any moves. Do you know why I told you that? So you could flip me? So I could what? Flip me? No, not so I could flip you, so I could teach you how to have heart, Chaz. That's what it was about. So remember, I would tell you to run, Yeah. right? And you'd run fast. Really fast. And as an eight-year-old brother, I would cut your legs from under you and flip you on top of the pillows. Absolutely. But did it hurt, though? Most of the time, I never actually hit the pillow. Because I didn't have enough pillows <laughs> to make sure that you hit the pillows. But the thought was that you would hit the pillows. I mean, that's
2: kind of almost like the thing with the boxing gloves where you got the, the left one, but both of your
1: hands were still stronger than mine. No. <laughs> but I took the left glove, though, right? Because I'm a good big brother. I'm like, I am your Peyton Manning. If you, if I knew you were going to Philly and going to be terrible, I would still come. Because I love you. And that was part of loving you was hitting you with the left boxing glove and making your nose bleed and not the right. Understood. So now you look at Odell Beckham Jr. And you knew Odell Beckham Jr. was what he was because of, of your love for LSU, the yeah. way you watch the games, the mm-hmm. way you care about the games. Like my, my, my mom always says, a mom always says, Man, you would think your brother played for LSU and not you. Yeah. So speaking of that, right? Now you look at the college football playoff. Yeah. LSU's in the college football playoffs. As nope, I didn't predict that. I was about to lie. I was gonna lie and say I predicted it, but I didn't predict it. Matt, did you predict it?
2: I did, and I see why.
1: Hell no. Okay. Did you <laughs> did you did you think? When did you start to believe it,
3: Matt? Uh
1: that's Matt Muscona, by the way.
3: After after they beat Florida, after they beat Texas, you knew it was a real possibility. Certainly after they beat Florida, because they could get in as a one. Even if they had lost to Bama, there was a possibility they could get in as a one-loss team. Okay, but I, I picked him ten and two this year, RC. All
1: right, so that's Matt Muscona, host of After Further Review. I'll be on his show later on. Okay, so you said that they were going to go to the college football playoff. Whatever. It was, you were drinking that night. I would also like some, because clearly it's some good stuff. (laughs) Tell me why you thought that before the season.
2: Okay, so we would have to go back to last season. All right. That's number one. I got time. So last season, Joe Burrow was, we know what he was last year. He was
1: Doo-doo.
2: I'm not going to say he was doo-doo, because I think if we had anybody else, we might have lost six games. Okay. That's number one. All right. So two, we lose to Florida in the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Late. Bama blows us out. Texas a and cheats us. Right? Pretty much. I don't, I don't I'm not going to say they cheated us, but... They won. The, the, it, the, the consensus there was, there was some circu- it,
1: There were some circumstances in that game yes, that were that not ideal.
2: Exactly. Okay. So we finished 10-3. and three. All right. Joe Burrow then goes out and has his probably best two games, the last two, which was the Fiesta Bowl and the Texas a and game. Mm-hmm. So it led me to think... And it pushed me to look at Haskins' numbers in an offense that he's used to running, Joe Burrow. That is all right. So when I look at Haskins' numbers, Haskins had fifty touchdowns, eight interceptions last year. That was his numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And it made me think, like his receivers aren't better than these guys. No way. In my mind, that's what I'm thinking.
1: I'm listening. This obviously is
2: obviously I've thought. You know, like if they can spread the ball around and change their offense and it be efficient early, I said they could go at least 11-1, and one, losing Alabama. Bama, maybe. You know, that was before anything happened this year. So then I said, man, I looked at it like if they would've ran this offense last year, I think they still would've been pretty good. Then you look at the defense and you say, okay, who'd they really lose? Mm-hmm. They lost Devin White, John Battle, and they lost Greedy. Derek Stingley now is better than Greedy was last year.
1: Why why you shake your head at me like I'm supposed to disagree? I'm just saying. I didn't even say nothing. I'm just saying.
2: I think Devin White's a bigger loss. Okay. I think he's a bigger loss, but I think they still made a way. The only thing that I didn't know was how we would score and play defense, which has obviously still been a problem. But. I mean, I think I would say I knew we would go to the college football playoffs as a homer, but I also thought they had a really, really good team in that the teams that they would play weren't better.
1: Okay. So now you look at the college football playoff. Do you think they deserve the number one overall seat? Absolutely. Were you scared to be number two, though? Absolutely. Why?
2: I mean, because I didn't want to play Ohio State or Clemson first. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say I didn't want to play them first. My thought process was, at least if we play Oklahoma, I would rather make Jalen Hurts a throw of the ball than those other two guys, once we get ahead. Like, mm-hmm. I would much rather be up 14 nothing and make Jalen Hurts stand in the pocket than Trevor Lawrence.
1: Well listen, I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. Like, I'm asking you, like, I don't believe it. I didn't want to play Clemson. No. Because I didn't want it to be Clemson first. You you have to fight to beat them, because nobody knows how good they are. Nobody. Right? You, when they got on the roll in the ACC, they were playing teams with me, you, Jay, Matt Moscona, uh, Matt Chiu-Willi, um, Kevin Norwood, and all these people are just my friends and people yes. I work with. None of it those people terrible. can play football. I would actually probably be the better of them and I stink right now. And so, <laughs> but Clemson gets on this roll. Trevor Lawrence doesn't throw interceptions. This, the, and there are pros everywhere yeah. on this team. So you have to play them and then have to go see ohio state i didn't want to just continue the sec mm-hmm. i wanted to get a break and not that o- that oklahoma's a break because oklahoma cd lamb is explosive yeah. jalen hurts is a winner he's a leader mm-hmm. but but there's lsu there's ohio state there's clemson and then there is everybody else right as the season went along we all thought okay LSU could be in, Ohio State Mm will be in, Clemson would be in. Those are the top three teams Mm -hmm. in the country, and we felt like Alabama was the fourth. Alabama loses Tua, and they no longer are, but I feel like if they have some bounces against Auburn, they They still still get in, and they're more difficult to play than Oklahoma. So tell me how you see LSU-Oklahoma playing out, and who do you think wins Ohio State-Clemson? I see, I think
2: Oklahoma's going to score, I mean, that's what they're built to do, they're going to score, but I don't think they'll score with the efficiency we'll score with, and I don't think their defense is going to be able to kind of keep them in the game when they can't score, or when we do get stops, I think our defense is a little bit better than people give them credit for, you know what I mean, because if you really look in the first half of games, I don't think anybody scored over 14 except for Florida, Mm -hmm. so I think it's a, the stats are a little skewed to, we were all kind of dominating those games when they were scoring points, so, I, I mean, I think, like I said, Jalen Hurst is a winner. He's gonna, he's gonna keep them in the game, he's gonna compete, C.D. Lamb's gonna compete, the running backs are kind of help them with the read option stuff they do, but yeah. I got LSU winning maybe 49,
1: 35. So you give them 35 points though. See, I don't think they'll score 35. I think if they score 35, it'll be trash, yeah, that's... hot garbage. Like the trash was in, it was already garbage. Yeah. They reheated it and then they made it a full hot mess of garbage time. And so now you go to Ohio State Clemson, which I think is the game people will be paying attention to. If you're Ohio State, I don't know if you're happy, sad, upset that it's not in Atlanta, because now Clemson, because now Clemson, you know, has to travel, as you have to travel. You think of the other side, these are the top two players from the 2018 recruiting class. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Mm -hmm. Justin Fields. I had Justin Fields on my team at the opening. I said, leaving the opening, that I thought he was the best player Mm -hmm. in that class. I thought that he showed things that Trevor Lawrence didn't. No, don't get me wrong. Then the next, when Trevor Lawrence is 40 and whenever they decide to make a resurrection movie again, he is your guy. I mean, it is baby Jesus all over the place, and he is tall, and he is long, and he can throw the football, but I still think there are some things that Justin Fields can do that he can't. But now, we get, we, we, we were sleepwalking, right? Because we were over here fighting for our lives in the SEC, mm-hmm. and they were in the ACC chilling, staying healthy, winning games, blowing people out. Yeah. And so now, we have to say, okay, who, can chase young can this ohio state team that we saw slip up a little bit in the big 10 championship can they beat clemson who now Dabo sweeney who's the worst winner of all time paul feinbaum said it on get up yeah. now he gets to complain and talk to his team nobody respects you you're the re, you're the returning champs you're the reigning champions you're still undefeated you started the season number one and so now he has a rallying cry for them who does does so you say lsu wins mm-hmm. Who does LSU play in New Orleans? By the way, it's a week I don't have to go to work. My boss has told me if we. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Who does LSU play in the national championship in the Superdome? Clemson. That was fast. Man, I'm why? Like, they ain't play nobody? This is why.
2: And this I, is, that's why I asked you. I want you to tell me why. So I watched Ohio State. When was that? Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And it really scared me when their corner got hurt. And Wisconsin went to to one guy the whole first half. And he was eating, you know, Cephas. Yep. So I looked at it and I'm like, Chase Young's not going to sack the quarterback every time he drops back.
1: They should block Chase Young like people block Aaron Donald.
2: Yes. You know, you can't let him just sack the quarterback every play. But then it, it made me look like, man, has Ohio State played any team this year on their whole schedule? That has a combination of a quarterback a stable of receivers and a really really good running back then the big 10 of course they haven't exactly and that that scares me man like that that's a big deal
1: well it don't scare <laughs> me because I don't care if Ohio State or Clemson win no as long as LSU win man I ain't got to go to work yeah they're going to be well I have to work from the game but they're going to be mad at me because I'm wearing a purple suit I'm wearing a golden purple bow tie and if LSU doesn't win I am going to be the most sour of losers and every question they ask me about whatever team we play i'm a poo-poo it, and i'm gonna find an excuse as to why it worked against us so clemson lsu that's your championship tigers okay. versus tigers Yes. fake death valley versus the real death valley yes teams the team that team don't have a real tiger a school that does have a real tiger yes right which tigers win
2: ours lsu tigers definitely win that game I don't, at I don't, home.
1: I don't want the homer answer, because I, I don't want, I'm from the West Bank, I went to all the LSU games for four years, see my brother, I want you to look at this analytically, right, and the rosters, and the way the teams are playing, and tell me why LSU can beat Clemson.
2: just feel they have a better team. I, I feel like they're more battle-tested at this point in the season. Um, and I think it it hasn't really come back to haunt Clemson at this point, but it's going to be a good game, obviously. It's going to be a good game, but I just think our players, man, so many of them players being from Louisiana, besides maybe Joe, but it's going to be hard to beat them in in the Dome. I just think the way Joe's playing, the way Clyde's playing, nobody in the country can stick Jamar Chase. I told you that in like... Well, we knew that. 2000 and... Yeah, we knew that four years ago. 16. Yeah, we knew that four years (laughs) ago. So, I mean, they'll probably double them. Which would probably... Can't which, do that. Which would be their biggest mistake. You can't do that. I mean, there's nobody you can double. And I think their tempo, with them not allowing the defenses to kind of sub, that's really worked into their favor throughout the whole year. Because they kind of manipulate the way they want the game to go. Sometimes they're slow, sometimes they're fast. It's dependent on the other team's defense and offense. So if it's a team that they know, okay, well, they can score with us, they'll probably slow it down and go tempo when they need to or when they have their shots. But I just think, man, with Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, Ohio State would be a decent defensive test for them, but they still don't have what we have in the back end or at linebacker. And I mean, Chase Young would have to have the best game ever in his career for them to win that Which game. Which is, listen, and JK first off,
1: it's not far-fetched because the, no, the dude looks like I want to look. You're, I don't even know if you remember the, mo- the movie Weird Science. My weird science would be, it wouldn't be Kelly LeBrock. It would be if I'm a safety and I said, you know what, this is how I'm gonna win a championship. I would get on my computer, right? I start, you know, I wouldn't grab a Barbie, I grab a G.I. Joe, I grab a He-Man, right? Then I grab a predator. You see what I'm saying? So I grab all then I throw a little bit of like lion and tiger and bear <laughs> in there. Then I type it up, the thing will go, psh, right? All this <laughs> stuff will happen, and Chase Young would come out. Because when you look at, and listen, Nick Bosa's killing, Nick Bosa's playing well in the league right now. Nick Bosa ain't scared me like, when this dude walks into the stadium, it makes me nervous. Yeah, Like yeah. that's the, he, he gets off the bus first. And then when he gets off the bus first, he gets off that bus with bad intentions. And So he's the type of guy that has to show up in that game. J.K. Dobbins has to show up in that game. But when you look at Chase Young and, and, and that defense, Justin Fields and that offense, like they got two dudes going to the Heisman ceremony. Yeah. Do. To me, and I could be like a, a defensive guy. When a defensive guy, like when Tyron Matthew got to go to New York, he won it. That, that is the equivalent winning. of winning the Heisman to me, yeah. is for a defensive player to go there. So looking at the Heisman, you got Chase Young, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, Joe Burrow. Is there any way in your mind that Joe Burrow doesn't win the Hospital Trophy?
2: No. There's no way he doesn't win it.
1: Now here's what's here's what's crazy. Justin Field's numbers crazy. are probably more ridiculous than to me than than Dwayne Haskins' numbers were last year. And he didn't win it. Obviously, Kyler Murray won it last year, but I feel like there aren't many years in the history of college football where a guy who plays the way Justin Fields plays doesn't win the Heisman. So yeah. you think it's Joe Burrow and nobody else? I mean, Jalen Hurts has had a great year as well. I mean, he has. So you think, so you think Jalen Hurts will finish ahead of Justin Fields?
2: I think Justin Fields will finish ahead of Jalen Hurts because he hasn't lost a game. So right. I, I think the winning kind of matters, but I mean, you just. Obviously, we've watched the SEC for years. Right, since I was maybe six, seven years old. So you look at maybe not some of the older guys, but re- in recent history, with the passing offenses, like this is the best season ever in the SEC. Period.
1: Is Joe Burrow? Is Joe Burrow the greatest player to ever play for LSU? Then?
0: Right, because I mean,
1: this is gonna be. We only have two. We'll have two Heisman winners, hopefully. Right, we'll have two Heisman winners. So it's Billy Cannon. Yeah, Obviously, I never saw Billy Cannon play. I've only seen the play in black and white 17 million times. Right? The punt return. That, that's all I've ever seen. But obviously, Joe Burrow, for, for one year, had the greatest year in SEC football history for a quarterback, mm-hmm. passing the football. And the greatest year as an LSU quarterback that any of us has, have ever seen. We couldn't have imagined that Joe Burrow would be this good. So with that, one... Is he the greatest player to ever come through the school? Two, how fast do they build a statue?
2: The statue would be built really fast. <laughs> I had to answer that one first. One, I don't, I don't know if he's the, the greatest player. I just think he's had the greatest season, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. But I also, I mean, man, Jamar Chase has fifteen hundred receiving yards and eighteen touchdowns, and a lot of those balls, he went and got himself.
1: They were 50-50. <laughs> They were so, 50, I mean, 50
2: You you kinda gotta you gotta
1: put everything. Jamar Chase or Josh Reed. Oh man. First of all, Josh
2: Reed played running back. So that's impressive to move from running back right. and, and then go play receiver and have 17 25. Like that's
1: yeah. That's tough. But they'll both they should they they'll both be bulletin the cough winners. Yes. I mean that's I think Sconey, jump in here. Jamar Chase or Josh Reed?
3: I love Josh Reed. But it's Jamar I, uh, okay. Chase. If you're well, okay. Me, so so I'm okay. not
1: saying this. So the question is, I'm not asking the question to say, if, you all right, if you're, put if them you're all, drafting guys.
3: Oh, uh, I was going to say, you put them on a wall, I get to pick one. I'm yeah, taking Jamar Chase. But what
1: Chase. I'm saying, their season at LSU, if you compare this is Jamar's Chase, Balitnikov winning season to what Josh Reed did when he won the Balitnikov, you take Jamar Chase's season right. over Josh Reed. By Reed's. the way,
3: Jamar's still got to win it. And CD Lamb. CD Lamb's close. He He's. It, he has more sometimes those, average per catch. Sometimes those awards, it's weird because you kind of have to arrive and announce your arrival before you can mm-hmm. win. Like, Grant Delpit should have won every defensive award last year. Yes. Mm-hmm. He might win the Thorpe this year based on reputation from a year and ago. And is
1: not the best player, not right. the best defense, defensive back on his team this year.
3: Man, Josh Reed was so good at getting separation, but y'all talk about 50-50 balls. If, if you throw it up to one, I just believe he's coming down with it.
1: I believe that, though. But Josh Reed's, and, and listen, this is a little bit of you nostalgia. Yeah. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen because I knew he wasn't that talented. Like, I, Jamar Chase is an uber talent. Like, Jamar Chase is going to go to the combine. He's going to jump high. He's going to run well. When he takes his shirt off, if yeah. they have female scouts, <laughs> they're going to be like, this dude is ripped. He's lean. The men scouts are just going to hate. Right. Females are going to be comfortable enough to say, you know what? This dude has been in the weight room. All the male scouts are going to be like, I hate him. I want to be built like him and probably yep. feel like they felt when Daniel Hunter took off his shirt, mm, right. who I still hate every time I see him, even though he just set a record for the fastest to be at 50 sacks. And so when you have a, a Jamar chase, when you have these type of players, you get the type of season that Joe Burrow has had. Absolutely. I understand that, but... What does that say for Joe Burrow moving on to the next level then? So you think, so we, we say, I, I agree, he wins the Heisman. God willing, he wins a championship. Now he moves to the next level. They're speaking of him being the first quarterback pick. So that's the Bengals, probably? Right? So is Joe Burrow a, a plug and start guy from the first day he walks into an NFL facility? I think
2: for Joe, it kind of depends on the system. I don't think Joe can just go in any system and play, but I think the thing that he did do is by him helping his stock, he's allowed himself to walk into the room and say, "I need a new system," or uh, "I, you know, I'm that guy that's gonna get the new system." Instead of being a six-round pick and having to be a backup, and now when you go in, you just gotta go in. So I think you know he um, he's helped himself, and a lot of the plays Joe makes are, are not part of the play. He uses his feet really well. Oh, he's well. sneakily athletic very sneakily athletic. Bit. Uh
1: he's deceptively fast. Um <laughs> he is uh he has worked his way into athleticism.
3: Is uh, he a Wes Welker type?
1: Uh not a, not a Wes Welker type. Um but uh he's definitely a Tom Brady-esque <laughs> personality with a hint of Mr. Trubisky athleticism that you don't expect him to have. But they have it. I don't. And I was just playing. That was I was using cliches, obviously, uh, that I used to describe I most white okay. athletes. Not. I, th- I think Joe would be good. And so I'm just being honest. So now you move that to now that we're in the NFL and we're talking about Heisman and we're talking about first round draft picks. And you mentioned Joe using his legs. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that uses his legs to me better than any quarterback has ever used them. Even Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham. You throw any guys into the conversation with Lamar Jackson and his ability to run, his running style, and also uh, you add the vision, the elusiveness. I believe he's one of the top runners of the football in the NFL, period, regardless of position. I think he's more in the middle of running back, wide receiver. I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily think he could be a running back. I don't think he could be a wide receiver, but I believe if we just handed him the ball on a punt return, we'd be in trouble. And so... With Lamar possibly winning the MVP this year, and you're talking about a guy like Joe Burrow being able to move, have we now moved on from the standstill, straight-in-the-pocket, statuesque, tall, pretty, fling-your-hair-around quarterback and move to we need some Joe Burrow in you, you need some Mitchell Trubisky, and you need some Deshaun Watson. you, Because everybody's not going to be Lamar. Right, but you right, need right. some Patrick Mahomes. You need to be able to create a little yeah. bit. And does that help Joe Burrow going forward? You know, first on, have we moved on from the statue quarterbacks, and now does that help Joe Burrow?
2: Um, yeah, I was I looked at it the other day, kind of. I looked at the only real statues in the league are the older guys: mm-hmm. Philip Rivers, Drew doesn't move very much, uh, Tom doesn't move as much. Like, I watched the game the other day, and I'm like, why did he stop running when Tyron Matthew was coming? You're losing. Like, try to score. You know what I mean? Like, Tom wasn't going to run nobody. No, bro. but but you got to try. But see, the one, the one thing I said about Joe is he would try to make that play. And yeah. Joe's a football player. Exactly. Joe is a football player. He is be, not a quarterback. You have to be a football player now. And I think it's going to be really hard for you to just stand. In. Man, you, you got Chase Young out there coming at you next yeah. year. You know what I mean? So you can't just stand there. You're not getting five, six seconds in the pocket. You got to manipulate the pocket a little bit, move your feet. I mean, everybody can't spin and twirl like Joe, but... I mean, that's my quarterback. Well, you, you know, bro, you love
1: you some Joe Burrow, don't you?
2: Man, remember they said 40, 50, 60? I didn't laugh. I, I didn't find it funny. But anyway, <laughs> back to my point. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you know, that definitely helps Joe. Him showing that he could use his feet this year on top of the, the numbers he has passing, I think it, it, it probably helps him going forward and more quarterbacks because Justin Herbert started running the last couple games after. Yeah. Arizona State, we beat him. You know. Yep, we did. But after that, <laughs> if you look last week and uh, the week before that, he he ran a little bit more instead of just being that pocket pass. And if you look at Tua, when he got hurt, the mobility of it all kind of hurt him versus us. There were a couple plays in that game where he could have kind of moved up in the pocket, but you could see with the injury, it wasn't. And I mean, to me, that's pretty equivalent to being a statue in the pocket. You can't yeah. move and, you know, use your
1: feet. It hurts you. So LSU wins the college football playoffs. Right? That's what you think.
2: It's gonna be really close, man. I, but, but
1: no, yeah. I no, you know
2: you don't don't back down, don't backpedal. No, the game's gonna be close, but yeah, we win.
1: Okay. Yeah. Who wins the Super Bowl then? Who wins the Super Bowl? Yeah, because I mean, Louisiana guy. I mean, obviously, I tell people all the time we are not Saints fans. No. You may be a Saints fan now. I am not. I would never be a Saints fan. Okay, me neither. Man. It is what it is, Sconey. Sorry so there i mean it wasn't just a good game this weekend between the saints and the san francisco 49ers it was an excellent game um it reminded me of the saints giants from a few years back when nobody played defense except for these two teams are actually good uh it looked a lot like los angeles rams kansas city chiefs last year year. Mm -hmm. um i would i would jared cook i think would have been huge in that game he goes out early i would pick though the San Francisco 49ers, to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I would also pick the Baltimore Ravens if without a limpy Lamar. Limpy Lamar with two good legs. They make it, I believe. Uh, I don't know who wins. I, I, I think the San Francisco 49ers probably would if I had to pick one because I believe they can do more from an offensive standpoint, but they're kind of banged up in the secondary. So you need to give me right now your Super Bowl pick. That's, that's a lot of breathing, bro. You don't get time to breathe and think. You know what, man?
2: As you know, I'm a pretty superstitious guy. You are? You know. So
1: yeah, You, like, hang LSU towels over lamps and stuff for the yeah, game. like, Bro, so, 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 it's, like, dude. it's so crazy. Sconey, his daughter texts me the morning of the Alabama game and texts me, big game today, Uncle. And I said, are you telling me? Or are you asking me <laughs> if it's a big game? She said, "I'm telling you." Yeah, she knows. I said, "Well, okay." I said, "Well, are you excited?" She was like, "Absolutely, I'm excited." It got me fired up because I was <laughs> nervous the whole morning of the Alabama game.
2: Like, so they were waiting on you to narrate the Alabama game. I said, "I don't think I'm going doing this." this <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so back to my superstitions. So with those superstitions, I've made my picks, right? So LSU of course, has three national championships. We beat all three teams in the playoffs, in the dome. It's number one. The Saints have one Super
1: Bowl in Miami,
2: and it just so happened to be the same year.
1: So you think, so wait, talking about, you think LSU wins the Super Bowl, and the Saints win the Super Bowl, just based on your superstitions and your omens and?
2: No, that's just my superstition. I think the Ravens win the Super oh. Bowl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean,
2: like, ultimately, man, you know, we talk about Lamar, and it's like, we we are, most people are consistently looking at it like, man, dude's a runner, you know? Not me. Dude leads the league in touchdown passes. He does. It doesn't matter if it's traveling eight yards or nine yards or ten yards. It's a touchdown. The job of football is to get the ball in the end zone. Get the ball in the paint. And he does that. Hey, better he, than anybody right he, now. He's not turning the ball over. I mean... And the defense is really kind of underrated. No, they're really good now. Marcus Peters was one of the best trades in
1: which I never would, Which I never would have guessed because Marcus Peters just usually just gives it up. But he's turned his game around. And when they go sub package, they have four first round corners yes, on the field. They do. And so now I give you an opportunity. Is there any story since you're on the show that you would like to tell people about me that would let them know of my greatness as a big brother? Cause I was great. I taught you how to box. I taught you how to run a football.
2: Got me hit by a car.
1: I did let you get hit by a car. <laughs> I, th- I forgot about that. I forgot about that. First off, right, getting <laughs> hit by the car. Let me let me just explain it. Cause Matt's <laughs> laughing at me over there. Outside earlier that day, we were playing four squares. Yes. Right. Yes. There was a car going down the street. As the car was going down the street, you tried to throw something over the car to the other side. And, throw, and, and running up to the car, you couldn't get it over the car. I was like, Chaz, don't do that, bro. Like, if a car is coming, stay your tail on the sidewalk, right? Right. Then, we're playing later in the street. The car is coming. You didn't even have to go across the street. <laughs> it wasn't like you needed to get there. Right. You wanted to play chicken with the car. And so in that I didn't let you get hit by anything. I let you be who you wanted to be. Right. You wanted to be the guy that played chicken with the car. So you know what else that made you? The guy that skidded on your face in the middle of the street when the car hit you yeah. and had to go through Christmas like that. Yeah, it was Christmas Eve. And so in that you can say whatever you want about me and my brothering skills, well, my babysitting skills. That was just the worst story. You know, I had some good ones. I
2: had a can good you tell good a good
1: one. one? Okay. So,
2: besides being a water boy and giving you all the ice water in high school. You know what? That was a great story. That,
1: that, was, that was great. The fact that you would actually walk past my other teammates yes. at Shaw to make sure I got the water first. That was good. Because yes. some people put their lips on the bottle, and I didn't want to be after those.
2: Right, absolutely, and you're the one who made it, so my water helped. (laughs) That's number one. Uh, The summers at LSU were always awesome. I I love that. Um, Just playing basketball, I still have never beaten you in a shooting contest, and I'm the ball player, which sucks for me. No, I can't,
1: but I I try to tell people all the time, I can really hoop, though. Yeah, Like, I probably can't anymore because I'm always scared I'm going to tear my calf whenever I move fast, but back in the day, I could I could really hoop. Okay. Um, you said something about college, though. So in college, you would always live with me. Every summer, you would come up and you would stay with me. Actually, my wife, Yanka would babysit you yeah. at, at times. That's my favorite story coming. I know that's your favorite story. <laughs> um, but my brother comes up. I've never had chicken pox. Would,
2: see? You see that?
1: That was my story. Yeah, I've never had chicken my pox. Favorite. So I'm looking at you. <laughs> And you got these bumps all over you (laughs) so i'm like okay what is this so i called mama i said mom i don't know what's wrong with him but you got to come get him like he can't stay here and because i remember people just telling me that if i got chicken pox as an adult i'd have like chicken pox in my eyes and stuff (laughs) and let's be real let's be truthful right i thought i was cute you did Right? And so if I'm if if I'm like this handsome and stuff, I was young, Matt. Don't laugh. I was twenty one or so. East campus apartments. I was in East Campus apartments, you know, I was an ECA and I had an image to uphold from a appearance standpoint. How I'ma look with chicken pox all over me. You gonna tell Matt the truth? About what? But why you didn't want the chicken pox? Why I want chicken pox? I can't remember.
2: So that the night before I got the chicken pox, I had a terrible temperature, it was like 100, and you were like, well just lay down, you'll probably feel better in the morning. So I wanna say this was going into your sophomore year. Okay. So what you said, what you told mom was, you were like, mom, Chaz has all of these bumps on his body, I think he has the chicken pox, I can't miss no workouts, I can't miss no practice time. <laughs> you, were, you were like, this is my chance, I got. It. I can play, you know? <laughs> You were like, you got to come get him now. And I think my mom made it to me in like an hour and a half.
3: (laughs) Hey,
1: that's so me, though. That is so, I'm such a terrible big brother. But,
2: you know, I was good with that. I was like, hey, mom, please, I got to go. Oh, man. No reason for me to come
1: to the games. We can't play. Absolutely. Well, bro, I I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, This meant a lot to me. Thank you, man. I
2: appreciate that. Yeah,
1: these podcasts have been awesome because it's given me an opportunity to talk about some different things. That you know, I didn't get to you know speak on whether I'm on air or things I, I right. just don't control. And also, it's here's the the thing is like well, well, just here's the thing. It's it's giving me an outlet to do things that I love, and right. and and getting to see Peyton Manning and, and see the different things that they were able to do with their family. Mm-hmm. It just brought it to my attention that that's what sports does. That's what sports have have done for the Clark family. Yes, absolutely. for us, right? I feel like every. So many memories that we have revolve around Super Bowls and yeah. Sugar Bowls and Championships and and different things because that's what it's supposed to do. And so now we've gotten into the social media age where everything outside of that matters. Like people care more about what somebody says to them on Twitter than what their little brother says. Or people care more about what somebody says to them, um, or what a media member is writing about them than what their teammates think, who is their next outlet of brothers. And so for me, LSU is family. And I'm not the crazy LSU alum. I don't want to be on the sidelines. I don't have to be on TV. You don't see pictures of me from when I played in 1998 when we played Alabama just because we beat them, because that's not my thing, right? My, My thing isn't that I want people to still see me as number two that played for LSU. I want to be able to show the boys love who are there, yeah. like that's important to yeah. me. And you know, when I talk on air about the Steelers, they're always like, oh, you don't have any loyalty. No, I have a ton of loyalty to Mike Tomlin, to
2: <laughs> Ramon Foster, yeah. to
1: the people I have relationships with, cause I'm loyal to people, not places. And so I think the thing for me today was getting an opportunity to let you do something I know you'd love to do. Absolutely a dream. Country. You talk about sports and tweet about sports more than I do. And for me, the the blessing in this was, I got to spend time with my little brother and I got to see you do something that has always been a dream to you. So LSU could be family, the Steelers could be extension of family, but nothing is ever gonna be real family. And you are real family and I love you and I'm grateful that you gave me some of your time. Uh, I think you did an excellent job. I, I better make sure I watch out <laughs> and I don't let you do this too often. So to you to Matt to everybody man I thank you guys for tuning in we'll be back next week on DB Precision's face first face first and this was RC
0: I'm highly educated. Nobody chose me, looked over, but still dedicated. Played in the league for 13, I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta be, be favored. Two Super Bowls, Honolulu, I stood with the greatest. The thing is this, if never rich, I'm, I'm good cool, with my baby. neighbors. DB Precision, television, ain't asked for no nope. favors. Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures, just look in the papers. No backing down or turning back, part two of the movie. Never the biggest, but it takes more than two just to move me. Ain't gotta like what I'm saying, just respect it, it's just honest. Run through opponents, watch the Film is effective by promise. Sit back and grab your popcorn. Watch me go to work and tackle all of these topics right here on Face First. Uh.